welcome to the Hope Vineyard Podcast. For more information, go to www.hopevineyardchurch.us. Good morning, people of Hope. We're so glad that you are here this morning with us. We want to welcome everybody who calls Hope Vineyard home. I'm Jim Wood. And I'm Dee Dee. And we want to welcome you here uh, in this very different format. We welcome those of you who might be strolling through Facebook right now and wondering what's going on. We're really glad that you might have stopped even for just a a minute or two to check things out. Uh, Welcome. I want to invite you to check in. Check in to Hope Vineyard while you're here. Uh, Check in and uh, let us know that you're here in the comments below. Let us know where you're from. Um, Let us know that, uh, you know, there's any prayer requests or anything that uh, we can pray for. Or just say hi, say hello while we're going through this. We want this to be a really interactive, connecting time. And so we want to encourage you to do that. There's also links to our website and to our Instagram page in the description here. So make sure you check those out. If you're not following us on Instagram, it's another great place to stay connected. Uh, Some of you might notice that things look a little bit different here today. Um, You know, this is a little bit different morning. We're in the cafe here at Hope Vineyard Church rather than the sanctuary. And that's on purpose because different times call for different approaches to things. It seems silly to me to try to recreate what we do on a Sunday morning when everybody's together in the room. Uh, We didn't want to preach to an empty sanctuary and... uh, Try to, try to make it look like things are normal because things are definitely not normal. Um, whether you're you know, communicating through computers or TVs or your tablets or you're watching this on your iPhone or what, however you're connecting, it's a very different experience than uh, when we're all together in the room. So that's why we're taking it this way. We want to acknowledge this difference and not pretend that things are you know, just the same because they're certainly not. And we embrace this difference. So we, today we give thanks to God for technology, right? Because technology allows us to stay connected during a very disruptive and unusual time. Now, while this is an unprecedented time, uh, we see this also as a great time for the church to be the church. Because we, we've always said this, now we get to really experience it. The church isn't the building, It's not the corner of Market and State Street here in Paxton. The church is the people. It's you. It's us. It's us together. And we can be the church wherever we might find ourselves during this downtime. And so what you can expect today from this very different experience, very different time, is just a couple things over the next 15 to 20 minutes. uh, Didi's going to share a brief encouragement from Scripture. And together we're going to once again direct our hearts to God in song. And then we're going to end with a brief prayer and pray together. We're going to invite you to join us. We really do think that uh, God is present even as we're scattered, as we're in our homes, wherever we might find ourselves today. Um, We're not going to take forever this morning. We're going to keep things moving. And we invite you, though, to stick with us to the end because we're not going to keep you all day. We want you to engage. We invite you to connect. And we invite you to connect and comment on uh, anything that you might share. So we're going to be checking things out even as we're going through this this morning. I'm going to turn things over to Dee Dee as she shares a bit today. Good morning. Um, We're going to be reading from Psalm 62 this morning. So I'll give you just a second to go ahead and find that in your Bibles or on your phone. 
and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, but you can figure it out from whatever translation you might have. All right, Psalm 62. It says, I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. So many enemies against one man, all of them trying to kill me. To them, I'm just a broken down wall or a tottering fence. They plan to topple me from their high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but curse me in their hearts. Let all that I am rest quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will not be shaken. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. Oh, my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. Common people are as worthless as a puff of wind, and the powerful are not what they appear to be. If you weigh them on the scales together, they are lighter than a breath of air. Don't make your living by extortion or put your hope in stealing. If, if your wealth increases, don't make it the center of your life. God has spoken plainly, and I have heard him many times. Power, O oh God, belongs to you. Unfailing love, O oh God, is yours. Surely you repay all people according to what they have done. Now I'd like to go back through, and we can talk about what this can actually, how this, what this actually means, and how we can apply it to our lives. So let's look again at verse one. It says, "I wait quietly before God, for my victory comes from Him." In the in other translation, it says, "My soul finds rest." When we wait quietly, or our soul finds rest in God, it means we can enter into the same rest that God entered when He created the world, and He knew that everything was going to be okay. In Hebrews, it says that rest belongs to us, and so when we can, when we seek God and find rest in him, we're quieting our souls behind him, or within him, and knowing that he is, that we are going to be okay in him. He alone is our rock and our salvation. When the Hebrew word alone is used as an exclamation point almost, and it says in the first eight verses, this the um, David writes he alone five times. That means that that he's saying only God as an as an exclamation. He knows who his where his refuge comes from. Even though Psalm sixty two seems to come from a place of distress, it's not asking God for anything. It's just knowing who God is. And later it'll say that we can pour out our souls to Him. So it's not saying just you know like not talk to God at all. But it's but this psalm in particular reminds us of who our God is, the one to whom we come. He is um, in in verse. Um, two, it says, he alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never be shaken. 
it's when it says he's my rock, it's almost talking about a cave that we can go and seek shelter in. But then it says he's my fortress. So not only do we go and we, when we're afraid and we seek shelter, we actually can, it's um, by saying he's like a fortress, it's almost, it's saying like he's a castle that we can be in, that we are warriors, that we are, um, can reign in him. So we aren't just huddled in that rock. We are reigning in that place with him. In, let's go on to verse three. It says, so my enemies, um, so many enemies against one man and all of them are trying to kill me. To them, I am broken down wall and a tottering fence. They plan to topple me from my high position. They delight in telling lies about me. They praise me to my face, but curse me to my hearts. Now this is talking about David's physical enemies, but we can think of it also as both our physical enemies, we can talk, and our spiritual enemies, including the illness that is around us. The enemy um, that we can refer to as the enemy of our souls. It's all of evil and darkness. And though darkness tries to topple us from our lofty position in God, it can't. We win because we are in God. And it says that... Um, when it says that they try to praise me to my face but curse me in my hearts, that cannot be also be applied to the temptation. The temptation to to fear or or um try to control things ourselves. And the fact is we are all tempted. You know, I did not hoard um, toilet paper last week only because I already had a ton of it, because I had gone to the week ahead of time. I know I would have been one of those. Um, but the fact is I had other crazy anxieties. I would I would go through the store and think, well, what if I want to make cornbread? So I did. I, w I wanted to make skillet cornbread, and I bought brand new cornbread. But then I thought, well, what if I'm too tired that day to make skillet cornbread? So then I bought another kind of cornbread. I haven't made cornbread probably in, you know, eight months. But all of a sudden, my anxiety was saying, you must make cornbread. We are always tempted. But we can remind um, ourselves that those temptations we have come from outside of us and they tell us everything will be okay, but the, the, the control we get when we um, hold on to temptations is really a, a false control. It really just is, it keeps us from holding on to God. And so what we do with that, we just repent. We say, yes, I did something silly. And if, if we need to, sh if I have to at some point share my cornbread, I will. <laughs> but, but the fact is, these things can remind us of, of who God is and who he's not. And, when, and he's not the one tempting us. And so we, need to, we can just turn back to him. In verse 5, it says, Let all that I am wait quietly before God. In um, the NIV, it says, Yes, my soul, find rest. So David's reassuring himself that even when he's struggling and even when his soul isn't find rest, he's commanding it back and he's like, oh, but I need to go back to God. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I won't be shaken. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. Here we see that David is trusting in no one else. One commentator said that if you are trusting in something 
and God, you're not really trusting in God. So we have to remember that our trust belongs to him. Not only that, what David does is something that we can do also. He, one commentator says, Observe how the psalmist brands his own initials upon every name which he rejoicingly gives to God. My expectation, my rock, my salvation, my glory, my strength, my refuge. So not only is, is um, he's not content to know that God is all these things, he acts in faith toward him and lays claim to everything that um, is of God's character. In verse 8 we continue. Oh, my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. You see, David found this, and now he's, he's um, trying to teach others to do the same. And that's something we can do. There are days where we will feel very strong in God, and we can say, oh, this is where I have my strength. And there are days when we can empathize with those who are feeling very weak in God, and we can say, you know what? I am weak, but, but God isn't, and let's all go back to God. When it says that God is our refuge, it's almost like a community refuge, like a city of refuge that God is um, inviting us into. In verse 9, it continues, Common people are of, as worthless as a puff of wind, the pow and the powerful are not as they appear to be. If you weigh them on the scales, together they are lighter than a breath of air. Don't make your living by extortion or put your hope in stealing. If, you, if your wealth increases, don't make it the center of our lives. By saying that the people are worthless, it's saying that they don't have any power. That's a kind of like a Hebraic um, parallel. But it's saying we are, we're not going to put our trust and our hope and power um, of people, nor are we going to fear the power of people, nor are we going to um, fear the power of the, the temptation and the fear that comes from darkness. And when it says that... Um, we can't trust in our wealth, that's true. And a lot of us need to hold on to that part right now because a lot of us don't know where our finances are going to go or where they're going to come from when they're gone. But we can trust in God. And he, that's a, a really significant reminder for us today. In verse 11, it says, God has spoken plainly, and I have heard him many times. Power, O God, belongs to you. Unfailing love, O Lord, is yours. Surely you repay all people according to what they have done. So we see that God has spoken, and David has heard him many times. And many of us have heard him many times, too. We're reminded that he is here with us. And two things David points out. One, that power belongs to God. And that two, God is loving. And when the verse, when it says his unfailing love, that is the translation of the word has said. And what that means is it's a, it's a, a covenant promise that God has mercy, that he has unfailing love, that he is, is it, um, it's a love toward our favor. So he's working good for us. When it says, surely you repay all people according to what they have done, it's telling us that we can't trust in the threats that come from the outside enemy, but that we will be um, 
held in him, those who look to him will be, will, will have his mercy and his love. And it also speaks of his justice according to the, the enemy that's against us will be judged at one point. So we can trust in him because he is, a, he is good and loving. So I'd like to take the conclusion in um, David's two conclusions, that God is strong, he's powerful, and that he is loving. And many of you have heard me talk about the if-then God statement, the if-then God confession that we, we can confess, that if whatever the anxiety is telling us, if that thing were to be there, then God will be there too. So let's tease out, if God is strong, if God is strong, then he has me in this. If God is strong and whatever happens, wherever I am, whether I'm home or if I'm at work, if I'm, I'm around sickness, if I'm faced with death, God is strong and he will give me strength for every single moment. He will give me strength for every single breath. And if God is loving, if God is loving, he loves me while I'm working or at home or with my kids or wanting to, you know, feeling stir crazy or if I've run out of cornbread. He's loving and he's with me. He's with me while I'm anxious or I'm tired. If I get sick, he loves me. If I die, I will be with him. He is my refuge and I am hidden in him and I reign in him. So if whatever, if whatever the future holds, and knowing that we are powerless in it, we can know that God is powerful and he has us. And he has us with his covenant love. So let's take comfort in that today. Now we are going to be um, setting up some small groups for later this, starting later this week. We will have a um, identical small um, lesson on both Wednesday at 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. and we're going to no 7 p.m. 7 sorry not, not, not middle of the night not 11 p.m. so 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. and when you're having a hard time remembering those times remember that they kind of rhyme 11 and 7 and um I was going to say after that. Oh, <laughs> we're going to send out an email invitation for that. So if we don't have your emails and are you you are interested in participating in, um, it's going to be a Zoom small group. So we're going to have a video small group and we're going to set it up on Zoom and we'll send out an email telling you how to do that. And so if you would like to be part of that, please send us your email address. You can message me. You don't have to put it on the comments. Um, and we will make sure that you are included in our small group connection. Great, great. Thank you, Dee Dee. Yeah, she mentioned the whole thing about small groups because during this time where we're isolated, we want to stay connected. Uh, loneliness was already a major issue in our culture, in our country. And uh, there's a real temptation right now for that to creep in as we're all separated. Um, 
we want to, it, being connected is one of our top priorities. And so if you haven't already liked Hope Vineyard Church on Facebook, then take the moment to do that right now because we're going to be using this platform to check in regularly, uh, make announcements, share encouragement throughout the week. I'll be checking in on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Fridays at 4 p.m., at least during those times live to see how everybody's doing. And, and throughout the week, we're going to try and stay on top of it to uh, to keep moving and, and stay connected because who knows how long this is going to be. We don't know. I don't think anybody really can tell. Uh, but even during this time, because it's a major disruption, we want to encourage those of you who are part of our church family to continue to faithfully and generously uh, give to Hope Vineyard Church. There's a, a number of ways that you can do this while we're not meeting in person. Um, we want to continue to be able to meet our commitments and obligations, and we want to be uh, continuing to sow the seeds of generosity because that is something uh, that um, God, God demonstrates for us, and it's something that he wants to do in us. Uh, the temptation is for us to clamp down on things in times of trouble. Uh, he calls us to live with an open hand. And so uh, if, you're, if you're able and wanting to give to Hope Vineyard, uh, you, can, you can do this by going online at our website. Check in the description. You can get to the uh, online giving that way. Uh, automatic bill pay from your bank is another way uh, that um, is a great way because everything comes. We don't have to pay handling fees for that um, like we do with the online giving. Uh, that's how we've always done it. And so um, we, that's really, in my opinion, that's the best way because you can set it up to recur. Uh, or you can mail a check or call us, whatever. Um, we're just praying for you to continue to have provision in this time, praying for all of us in not just our church home, but our community too. Because one of the strengths of being a local church in a town like Paxton is that we can encourage one another. We can uh, be here for one another. And so I encourage you to do that. I thank you for your generosity and for continuing to pray for um, the church and for what we're going to do. Remember, uh, if you weren't with us last week at our service, I encouraged everybody to continue to ask, what is the Father doing in this time? What's he doing? And I'm going to talk more about that through the week when we check in. Um, so right now I want to, uh, we're going to kind of wrap things up here uh, with another song. This song ties in real specifically with uh, what Dee Dee shared from Psalm 62. It's a song by uh, Kate Miner, who's a worship leader, friend of ours from a long time ago. Uh, she has this song called God is My Refuge, and it's super simple. I know not many of you probably don't know it, but it's really simple, and it's one of those tunes that'll stick with you. And one of the things with um, songs of, of worship is we want, these, uh, we want these phrases to continue to stick with us. And, uh, and it's always good to choose good music and good theology so that whatever's sticking in your brain is going to be beneficial for your soul. And this is one of those tunes that we think is really good for us. Um, we're also going to post a link to, the, to the, uh, the YouTube page where you can hear this song. Uh, that'll be in the comments. It'll be on our Facebook page as well so that you can check it out. But it's real simple, real easy. See, And if you want to sing along, go ahead. If not, listen and then learn it because we'll be revisiting this. But it goes real like, like this. God is my refuge, my refuge and my strength. I will not be shaken. 
close together in prayer. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you are with us and that we are with you and that we don't have to move from your presence because you are always with us. And Father, we, we just um, take our refuge in you alone. And Lord, when, it, when it's tempted to, to try to seek other refuge, we could just command our souls back to you that we would rest in you. Father, I pray that you would bless and protect those that are home and those that are um, settling in. And we ask that you would bless and protect those that are out in the community that are um, just sacrificing their own time and energy in, in themselves to serve the needs of others. Lord, we ask that you would um, give us all creativity in how to extend your kingdom in ways through kindness and, um, and activities and goodness. And Lord, that you would empower our prayers when we have opportunity to both intercede and, and pray um, ministry prayers over others. Father, I ask that you would fill us now with your Holy Spirit, refill us and keep filling us throughout the week. Lord, that we would be able to walk in you and um, reflect you in every way. Father God, I also ask that you would bring a calm and a peace to the anxieties that just want to come creep up. Where, wherever we are, Lord, I ask that when those anxieties creep up, that your voice of love will whisper, I am here, and that we would be able to enter back into your rest. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We'll see you throughout the week. Be safe and be blessed.